welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with listeners just like you all across America. We publish these stories on iTunes, on our website, PositivelyWV.com, and through print publications such as the State Journal and the Exponent Telegram. And we reach thousands and thousands of listeners on the podcast and readers with our partner news websites throughout West Virginia, including wvnews.com. Our goal is to help educate and motivate our audience with these inspirational business stories. This week, we're going to learn about Dwayne Freeman and his company, Appalachian Distillery, located in Ripley, West Virginia, in Jackson County. Dwayne, are you ready to get down to business? Yes. All right, Dwayne, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast show to talk about your company today. Dwayne Freeman is the owner of Appalachian Distillery. Appalachian Distillery is a family-owned business that makes premium sour mash moonshine, whiskey, and bourbon, and is owned by Dwayne and his wife, Sandra Freeman, with the help of their daughter, Taylor Freeman, and one other trusted employee. They're a growing company, and they plan to employ up to eight people in the near future. This is pretty cool. They have the capacity to produce 12,000 gallons of moonshine and bourbon per year. With only a handful of reputable distilleries in West Virginia and being located off of a major interstate, I-77, this has given the company an advantage with ease of access. Appalachian Distillery has been recognized as a must-see attraction for tourism in West Virginia. The company offers free tastings as well as tours of their 10,000 square foot facility. The Freeman family is in the distillery business to produce a high quality craft spirit that can compete with any other distillery in the USA. Dwayne, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro and give us a little behind the curtain look into your company. Sure. uh, Appalachian Distillery, we started we started the business in 2013. Mm-hmm. We uh, actually had a lady that built the building for me to my specs. We opened the doors 2014, and uh, it's just it's it's been a lot of fun here for the last four years. So you know, I, was, I was a coal miner to start with, and you know how the mining industry is. I sure. see where it's going, so I started working on a business and budget plan, and and it just from a concept to taking off when I got laid off from the mines. Wow. Well, Dwayne, talk a little bit about that. How did you How did you actually come up with the idea? How did you get started? Oh, well, uh, you know, as you know, moonshine, making whiskey is part of our heritage, and it's been mm-hmm. made for hundreds of years, so sure. some of it might have been made way before I opened these doors, but uh, I was pretty good at it, so I thought, you know, one day I would where the coal mines is going that I would like to take it to the legal side here and sell it because it was a good product. Awesome. Awesome. That's very cool. It, what's, what would you say is your 30-second elevator pitch for Appalachian Distillery? Um, we have a <clears throat> premium, high-quality moonshine sour mash. It's not GNS. A lot of the moonshines and things out here are 
a neutral spirit bought from a spirit plant, which is basically vodka and cut down and proof and flavored. Yeah. And uh, we, we, we do it all on site here. It's all, it's from start to finish from the corn to the, from the cooking to this, from the fermentation to the distillation is done on site. It's the real deal. It's the way they done it 150 years ago. Wow. So, uh, I mean, obviously, you, you kind of said you kind of dabbled in it before, you know, as a hobby or whatnot. But how did how yep. did you come up on the the moonshine recipe itself? Um, you know, it's <clears throat> a recipe is a recipe. Mm-hmm. Best way I explain it to my customers is, you can take a steak and I can take a steak, same cut of meat, and you can salt and pepper it, put it on the grill and burn it, or I can do the right seasonings, marinate it for the right amount of days, and cook it at the proper temperatures. You come out with a better product. Amazing, yeah. And now you also do um, whiskey and bourbon, and there's a pretty yep. pretty distinct uh, difference in the. And for those of, of us who may not, uh, you know, know the difference between bourbon and whiskey, uh, can you kind of talk a, a little bit about that that product as well? Sure, bourbon and whiskey. What what distinguishes bourbon and whiskey from regular whiskey? Bourbon has to. There's quite a few laws going into distilling the way you have to distill it sure. and what the grain bill grain bill is but has to it has to be at least 51 percent corn mm-hmm. to be bourbon it has to be put in a brand new barrel one-time use mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for straight bourbon it's a minimum of two years for bonded bourbon it's four years so mm-hmm. it's it's a long mm-hmm. time to put your product in and wait yep absolutely now it, it uh, the way i've always understood it is Bourbon is always whiskey, but whiskey is not always bourbon. Exactly. That's exactly right. And the barrel has been charred inside. They're made by Cooper. So through temperature change, they expand and contract, going through the char, picking up the flavors of the wood. Mm -hmm. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So so these are the three core products. And, of course, your moonshines. Can you talk a little bit about uh, going back to moonshine? Because you have a, a... just a, a myriad of flavors that you that you produce, yep. and I, I just want you to maybe kind of take a few minutes and and des- describe the moonshine products and and all the different variations that you have there. Well, to start with our base moonshine is, you know, a lot of the backyard moonshiners nowadays they make sugar shine. Mm-hmm. They they use cracked corn, cold cook. They don't cook it at all. It's cold mash. They will add 100 pounds of sugar to get their alcohol, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just a quick, easy, cheap way to make it. But mm-hmm. uh, our moonshine is really unaged whiskey, so mm-hmm. we don't use any sugar in our mash when we cook it. We extract it off from the grains. So when you extract the sh- the starches, you extract flavor. Mm-hmm. Plus, when you the starches yeast can't use starch, so you have to know how to convert all those starches into usable sugar. It's, it's a lot of chemistry and science. Like I say, it's the proper way to make, you know, corn whiskey. Yeah, and you have a a, a variety of different flavors, everything from cinnamon to orange to strawberry lemonade. So can you talk a little bit about you know that, that process as well? Yeah, uh, our our flavored moonshines. I mean. The, the flavors are added after the fact because if you were, if you were to still moonshine with a flavor, it wouldn't be whiskey anymore. It'd be brandy. Gotcha. A lot of people, a lot of companies distill fruits. Well, that's brandy. You can't call it whiskey. Yeah. But our flavors, uh, I have a flavor company a little bit. I tried using the juices and all that like I used to, but 
you, you run into spoilage and fruit flies and this and that. So it costs mm-hmm. me a lot of money, but a company in Louisville concentrates my flavors down to where I can keep them in the fridge. Awesome. For quality control, and it's the same batch every time. So. Yeah. So so you guys have a, a 10,000 square foot. And I've never been to your, your facility. It's right off I-77 there in Ripley, a couple miles off. But you got this amazing building and uh yeah. you've got the distillery right there everything's being made right on right on the uh, on the premises you know what what does that look like in terms of how many i mean you have these big vats of, of mixing yeah. and uh, talk a little bit about that well when when you come in the door i mean we've got a storefront where we sell sell our products we've got shelves with our products on it we have all kinds of west virginia souvenir shot glasses and and things of that nature and then if they want to go on a tour we take them in the back you go through the door and i show them our equipment and you know we've got what we heat with we've got our our mash ton which is a big cooker that we cook our grains in and from there we we transfer them over to our fermenters we're 1800 gallon fermenters we got six of those and i and i explain each process and, and what i do at that step and like after fermentation it gets transferred back to the still 650 gallons still and i explain how that works mm-hmm. i take them through the process of how the distillation works and explain you know all the nuts and bolts of what's happening with the still yeah and then and then i go on further with the tours and show them our bourbon and our barrels and our you know where we store our, our bourbon barrels and show them our corn and then we walk back through and we show them you know the where we bottle and where we put it all together and what we do there awesome so with a capacity of doing, you know, tw- I think you told you told me it was twelve thousand uh, capacity of twelve thousand gallons per year. That's a thousand gallons a month. Uh, that's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of product, right? Yeah, yeah. We can we can produce that. We're not at that capacity yet. Yeah. But well, what, talk a little bit about where 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 your products are sold. Obviously, around West Virginia, but what are some of the other states you're available at? Yeah, we're in a major change in West Virginia, but we're in 20-plus other states. Uh, I mean, we're all across the the country here. We're in California. We're in Washington State, far as the west, and then over in Maine and, and uh, several states on that side. Then we're down to Florida. Awesome. So we're, we're covering the four corners anyway. Yeah, well, right how, I, well, Dwayne, how, I mean, talk us through that. How does that – how does how do you go from 2000? 14 really opening the doors to four years later being in all these you know 20 some states across the america is that do you have to have a distributor that helps you with that or how does that work yeah well you do have to have a distributor yeah and it just takes a lot of uh, phone calls and a lot of searching a lot of researching and you know to answer one of your questions you know my worst entrepreneurial moment i went to a large company and they were interested in me, and I, we drove down, me and my wife, and pitched my whole spiel to them. And, well, we got rejected. That was one of my worst moments, I thought. Wow, yeah. I really needed that. Yeah. Well, that's being a quality product. I told them, you know, I just, you know, I can't can't go the way you guys want to go. So mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later, they called me, and they appreciated that I had so much faith in my product, and they, they took me on as a customer and took me as a national brand. So No kidding. 
Yep. So you stayed. So my wife left. My wife left in tears, and I'm like, "It's okay." I said, "Just you know, something else come up." So that's when we first started, and that's where it got you know one of wow. the bigger breaks. Wow. So you know, one of the takeaways that I got from that just little little uh, moment that you just shared is that you know you stuck to your guns, and it paid off. I did. That's exactly why they, you know, I didn't I didn't fold easily because yeah. I knew I had a premium product. We weren't like the rest of them, and. That's what I was pitching, and it's true. You know, we've got a quality product, and that's that's what sells is is your product. It don't matter what kind of marketing plan you got, you got to have something to sell. Yeah, yeah. I always say, you know, if if you don't have something of value that people are are willing to part with their hard earned cash, you really don't have a product. You know, that's that's the truth. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So, Dwayne, what's what, what's one thing you would say that you're the most excited about for your company right now? Um, right now, we're, you know, obviously it's expansion. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to pick up a, a couple of other states, especially some with, with higher competition, but I think we'll do well. And plus exporting. We're in several other countries now, and I'm getting ready to pick up another country or two, and that's really exciting to, to be an international brand. Yeah, we just I actually got an award from the <laughs> governor a couple of days ago for export yeah exporting in west virginia yeah yeah exactly and that's actually how you and i connected and mm-hmm. and and talk a little bit about that what which countries are you actually exporting to right now right now we're in germany and sweden and we're hmm. getting ready to pick up another country i'm not going to say what yeah, what yeah. it is just yeah, yet but okay. but it's it's i've got huge orders from this country and we're just working on all the that's incredible the hoops that jump through to get into that one yeah. uh, plus you yeah. know and it didn't just happen i you know, I actually went to to Marshall and to to a export uh, class at at the college at Marshall yeah. and six month class because I knew the way I was what direction I was taking my company in and that really helped when I finally did get somebody wanting it in another country. I knew you know about half of what to do and I've had fabulous help from all the extensions in West Virginia, the export.gov people. Yeah, and. Especially with economic development authorities in the in the county and the state. That's they, great. They got really got behind me and helped me and, and believed in what I was doing. That's great to hear. I think um, sometimes those folks are the unsung heroes of, of small. They are. They small, really are. Small yep. companies, and I hear that time and again. Um, have you ever met uh, Chad Remp? Yes, absolutely. I've met Chad, and I actually I went to a couple of other countries, Chile and Paraguay, trying to do some sales, and Chad was there, and he kind of helped me quite a bit with what to do and not to do as far that, as meeting awesome. with these people. Yep, Chad's yeah, a great guy. Yeah, I had him. I met him at a business conference uh, this summer and I had him on the podcast just talking about exports. And it's it, to me, it's just like an untapped thing that, uh, you know, sometimes people don't think. And that's one of the one of the goals of the show is that, you know, in, you know motivate and inspire people. And, and hearing you talking about here, here's a guy, you know, was in the coal mines, and now he has, you have this company that you started with your family, and you're creating this world-class craft spirit, and not only selling it in more than 20-some states around the country, but now you're selling it to other countries. That's that's pretty amazing to me. It is, and that's, you know, like say you got other hundred a hundred other countries you can sell to that's like having a hundred <laughs> other united states to sell to you know exactly yeah exactly you know, takes some of the takes takes away some of the competition i like the way you're thinking yeah. Dwayne, what would you say is the best thing about being in in business in west virginia um west virginia one thing for sure is the people mm-hmm. i mean west virginia people are great people they're down to earth they're 
friendly. And of course, you know, if you get on the business side of it, taxes are, are not that bad compared mm-hmm. to some of the other states. And yeah. like I say, you've got the, all the offices that are more than willing to help you for a startup business, not just exporting, but as a local business, you know, you've got the the county economic development offices, and then you've got the West Virginia State Economic Development Office. You've got USDA. You've got Department of Ag. They're all willing to help you if your product qualifies to to help help you get started. Absolutely, Dwayne. What would you say is your has been your best business moment? You kind of talked about your worst entrepreneurial moment. What about your best moment so far? Well, the best that actually has a twofold in that first one. There, my. Worst was when I got rejected by that company, and the best was one of the best is when they called me and wanted my product. But yeah. for another, for just a first time, my best moment is the coal mines. When I worked in the mines, you know, I knew the history. I've been in the mines for 20 plus years, and yeah. I seen where it was headed, and I started working on my business plan and budget. And they wanted me to move to another state, coal mines, and I thought, I'm not moving again. So the day they laid me off, I'd already had my plans on what I was going to do with this business. I'd been working on it for quite a while, and I stopped at a commercial chain here. I yeah. guess I won't mention their name, but yeah. they were on board, and they said, yeah, we'll take your product. So <laughs> that was the very day I thought, here we go. So that was my sign to uh, uh, to uh, go to go for it. That's great, man. Thanks for thanks for sharing that with, with us. Mm-hmm. I, I want to take a, a few seconds here, Dwayne, just to mention some of our incredible sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, including Appalachian Distillery and Duane. Duane, let's get back right at it. Um, yeah, just yeah, talk about the, the vision you have. You kind of talked about exporting and you know, all these different opportunities. What's the vision you have for Appalachian Distillery? Um, you know, like I say, I have a lot of passion for my company, and my goal is to have Appalachian Distillery products, you know, in pretty much every state I can get into and, and hopefully have the capacity to produce enough for, for any of the countries, other countries I can get into that are wanting it. Just expansion and growth and Main thing is have fun and love what you're doing. So, hmm. if you know, you got to have passion and lo- love what you're doing, and for it to even work. So, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that kind of leads me into my next question, and maybe that is mm-hmm. the advice. But what's one piece of advice you would give to young people out there that are thinking about leaving the state, or maybe they're like you were saying, you were going to have to transfer out, out of state, and you just said, "Nope, I'm yeah. starting my company." What's one piece of advice you would give to to other business owners who are thinking about going into into business or other entrepreneurs out there in West Virginia. Yeah, and like I said, have you got to have passion, but but you got to let that passion show through to your customers and your clients, and get them excited. My you know my customers come in and, and I tell them my story and where we're at, and they get excited for me and hmm. and uh, and be surrounded by people that are positive and believe in you and keep urging you on. You know you've got your days where you're just want to quit, and there's days when <laughs> like okay let's let's go over the next hill, you know, exactly. It's, it's, it's tough being in business. And my old joke I tell my customers is being entrepreneurs is great, but the manure part is what I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that one. 
Dwayne, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Well, one thing is I, I, you know, I try to be constant by being here, meeting new customers, meeting my clients, and and letting them see what we're doing. And and my wife and my daughter, we all we 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 don't just have a business. We we actually show people what we do and let them feel what we're doing, let them mm-hmm. taste it, and let them we explain how we make it and let them be part of it. Mm, that's great. Not just a, you know. We just just don't hit a button and send them out the door. We we talk to them and and let them see what we're doing here and you know let them know that to be proud to be a West Virginia. That's company. great. I love it. What's one resource you use in your business that you just can't live without? Um, it just depends on what you're talking about. Marketing. I interact with my customers on Facebook and Instagram and yeah. Twitter and. Well, you know, we do some advertising on the radio, and we you know with some, some local radio stations, and and we get our faces out there, and just you just gotta let people see. I've got people that you know we've been open almost four years, and I get people walk in that live two miles away and don't know we're here, and that means I'm not doing my job. So yeah, yeah, we've got traction signs on the interstate. Just anything you can do to let people know where you are, so they can come by and make their own decision on what they think about it. Absolutely. What's one of the big challenges you face right now? Um, one of the biggest challenge and has always been a challenge is working capital because as you grow, your needs for money grow. So if you're going to open up a business, you've got to make sure that you can, you can grow with it you don't want to grow too fast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a problem. It's just, uh, working capital can be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. What's one book you would recommend for aspiring business people or entrepreneurs? You know, the, the Bible for one, no. No, that's a good I, one. I, I, you know, I put a lot of, a lot of faith in, in things like that, but, you know, I don't have time to read a lot anymore. But I read, you know, I read lots of stories about other moonshiners and what they went through, and and you know, I just read stories about other distilleries and some of the, the problems they faced, and just you know, you can learn some things from, from other people's success and mistakes. So. Absolutely. Dwayne, if you could meet anyone in West Virginia who could potentially help you and maybe your maybe your company get to that next level, who would it be? Um, you know, that's a hard one. I've met some great people already that could, could fill those shoes. Yeah. But it, uh, all I can say is just keep in touch with, you know, a lot of the a lot of we got a we got a great crew that works down here for the state, and they can really do wonders for you to to help you to go. And they come in here and they're behind me, and they they believe in what we're doing. And that's the main thing is is just word of mouth and meeting people that will will sell you to other people. It's just that's what really helps. Absolutely. Where where can folks um, buy your product in the state of West Virginia? Are you able you know, to say like where they can actually specifically yeah. get them? Yeah, all the major chain stores that sell spirits, because West Virginia is a control state. That's why we're not in some other states that are open states that don't go through the state process. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all the other chains in West Virginia, just the big chains, Walmart, Sam's, Rite Aid, et cetera, that sell liquor can sell our products. And if they don't have it and there's a certain brand you want, they can order it and have it in a couple of days. Very cool. Now, can fo- yep. can folks also um, order it online? No, and that's that's one of the 
the cons of West Virginia. You know, we went through the, the good things about West Virginia, but yeah, uh, they won't allow us to sell online, which, like I said, you know, I talked to our delegates down at the Capitol, and they're working on changing the laws because the couple of things we can't do, we can't sell online, and I get calls daily for people who want me to ship product. Well, yeah. we're losing lots of revenue that way. And Sunday sales, we're not allowed to sell on Sunday, and I've got cameras up, and I just watch them. Sometimes I'll get on the cameras and look and watch the people pull in and turn or turn off. You turn around and go out. I mean, we're losing a lot of revenue because we can't sell on Sundays. A lot of states do, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, they sell drinks on Sunday in restaurants and, and places like that, but we can't sell at our place because of the laws. And like I say, they're, they're working on getting them changed. Absolutely. I saw on your on your website that you have uh, apple pie moonshine pecan brittle made by the Sassy Girls Gourmet Treats yeah, we, Company. Yes, we try to carry all the local, anything that we can sell in here that the local people around this area or the state make that yeah. we'd rather sell local and try to promote their products and help them grow as well for for the state of West Virginia. So, yeah, yeah anything that we, we carry... Uh, even down to our T-shirts, we we use a local printer, uh, Swift Tees, because they're they're really good and they're really good designers. We use Sassy Gals and we use Kimball's goat milk lotions and soaps and just anybody that wants to sell something here, they're more than welcome to come in here and <clears throat> set up because we have lots we have lots of people that stop in here because of our attraction signs and things. Absolutely, Dwayne, that's super cool that you that you have that kind of. Uh... Uh, an outlook and a heart for for helping other other companies too. I think that's uh, pretty awesome, and so um, just wanted to congratulate you on that. Uh, so you know, even our good. even our corn, we buy it local. The guy grinds really? it for me. I get it fresh. Yep, we buy all our corn local. Uh, just like I say, any component we can get local, it's bought local. That's awesome. Well, hats off to you for that for sure. So, you know, one of the things that uh, you know you kind of talked a little bit about, um, you know. The, one of the biggest challenges you face is working capital. How do you how do you attract new customers? I mean, you talked about it a little bit, like that's real important for you to talk to the customer directly. But how do you how do you go about doing that to, in today's world? Well, like I said, you know, word of mouth is is one thing, but like I said, you got social media. We we have a web website web you know that that promotes our products, and uh, mm-hmm. you know anybody can get on our website and take a look around, do a little tour of our facility, and. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, radio, just any any way you can let people know you're here. So Absolutely. They, they might want to stop by. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, Dwayne, you know, we've covered a lot of ground here. and you've, you've really done a great job of explaining, you know, your process, your products, you know, a little bit about why you do what you do, the challenges, the ups, the downs. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't covered uh, as we wind down here? Um, all I can say is is believe in what you're doing and don't give up. Mm. Fall forward, not backward is my motto. I mean, you're going to have ups and downs and, like I said, moments where you don't think you can do it, but just don't give up. If you've got the passion and the know-how and got a good product, it's going to work. Absolutely. That's that's great advice uh, to, to anybody who's who may be tuning into this podcast or in the, uh, in the print version as well. In closing, Dwayne, how can our listeners learn more about your company. You mentioned your website. Can you go ahead and give that to us? Yeah, it's www.appalachian-moonshine.com. That's our website. We've got, I think, around close to 8,000 likes on Facebook, people. And I yeah. and I 
talk to them. They message me. I answer questions. I mean, I'm always there on that. Uh, we don't just have it out there. I actually interact with my customers and people interested if they got questions. You know, and I'll throw a few things out there on Twitter and Instagram, and and you can always just call here. That's so. great. Yeah, and we'll put links to all that stuff on our on the show notes section of the of the podcast, so people could just click mm-hmm. and and come visit you on, online. I, I, that's uh, that's great. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Dwayne Freeman and Appalachian Distillery, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate all of your comments and encouragement. And uh, you know, during this, uh, this time of uh, the end of the year, uh, going into 2019, we, we're going to be uh, starting our, our second year of this podcast. And it's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate and the and, and my team does the encouragement that you guys give and the sharing out there on social media. It's been uh, really cool to be part of this journey uh, in 2018. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.